And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Well, howdy, howdy, friends, and welcome Good to Good Morning. Watts and a Wire. I'm Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel, and Steve is here. He is W7 United Delta India. India. Oh, morning, Lord, everyone. I tell you what, Pastor Joe in the pre-show asked, <laughs> you know, I told him I was transmitting from hell here because of my lighting. And, uh, you know, let's be frank. We're all friends here. Steve and I had to go to the bathroom. And uh <laughs> turns out if you see smoke, it's because it's hot in hell and the uh the potties make it sizzle. I don't know. But uh, I guess you ran out the door too. I don't I don't oh, know. Yeah. But now I feel great. I feel great mm-hmm. like we can do we're ready show. to go. <laughs> How's everybody doing here? And uh welcome uh to the show. We've um we did a I think a successful pre-show meet and greet, and it's just something we've sort of created to say hello to people that we know we can't get to Dayton. We don't get to see everybody here as we're uh, transmitting and recording the show. Um, but we may have to do like a, eh, see, that gets my mind because there's interest there. People showed up and I'm like, well, you know, maybe we got to make room for it where you, where you just thank people for coming by and, and uh, rolling with you. Some of the people that exactly. we had in the, the pre-show have been with us since the uh, the early early days, you know. And you, you you can check their 100 watt IDs, and then you know, wow, you got one of those you know, like those early ones, old, old, old timers. Yeah, those old timers <laughs> just handed them out. So I hope uh, everybody's doing okay and has recovered from Thanksgiving. You know, it's definitely different, but I kind of enjoyed it, man, because it, there is it was less travel. I don't enjoy the reasons why we have to do this, but it was yeah. a smaller gathering with uh, less of the family. I guess I would put it that way. And, you know, I, I think I could hit the stretchy pants sooner. You know, we just I don't have to feel like I'm all hemmed up, you know, like sitting there with the great ants, you know, like <laughs> there I just was want a, them stretchy pants. There was a lot less drama. <laughs> Yeah. So, no, it, it was, was good. good. It was nice, low key. And uh, so, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was nice. It was good to have uh, the daughter and her husband and the, and the grandbaby here. So, my wife was happy. And then, then once that was all done, it was Christmas decorating gone wild. So, we're. Yeah, I know. It, it really, we, we sort of got some of that stuff going, but I couldn't get up. I uh, last. Couldn't uh, get up. Oh, <laughs> Oh, Lord, you took it down. Where's Pastor Joe? I got to keep you in check. That's that's it. That's it. I'm going to fire off a letter to HR. Um, well, no, you remember last week I had mm-hmm. tore my ankle up. I fell out of yep. a shed, fell out of a shed. Like, you know, only I could do, it seems. Yeah. And a couple of days after that, I was able to put weight on it again, but I couldn't get up a ladder. You know what I'm saying? So I was just sort of like. We did some of the lights, that kind of stuff, and I got to hang a wreath. So I'm going to be testing the old ankle today to see if I can get up, you know, on the side of the garage, put that wreath up. But uh, we'll see. A couple days ago was it gets a little bit better every day, but I can't mm-hmm. risk stepping in a mole hole or some sort of water pulling away uh, the earth and turning this over right now. This is a this was a pretty good one, Steve. I don't know. Man, that that's sucks. what happened. 
Hello nice. to Jeff. Hello to Jared. Here's Jared. Good morning, Kilo guys. One, Sierra Echo. Mike will be giving away uh, the 40-meter loop, the Sky Loop antenna today, courtesy of LDG, who are sponsoring 12 weeks of antenna giveaways. And we'll yeah, need to be in the chat here uh, to win. So I encourage you to subscribe to the YouTube channel, which is relatively new. We'd love to have you there. We're streaming out live to Twitter, Facebook, and uh, to YouTube, the audio is pulled and sent out to the podcast side. So, but everybody's welcome. Yeah, uh, in order to win, anytime at all now during the show, you put your call sign in, you will be uh, qualified to win. So, if you have to dip out, in other words, uh, put your call sign in there, you'll be good to go. And this week, it's the forty meter loop. And Ed uh, chimed into the pre-show and taught us a little bit about that antenna, which I don't know much about it. I know it's uh, thirty-five feet on each side. Imagine well, a square, uh, right? Well, it's whatever you put up. I mean, it's ideally it's a square or circular, but you know, it's just get the wire up, and uh, it could. In Ed's case, it was a kind of a triangle, and uh, but as long as you got it, so. What's a half wave is 66 feet. So 130 feet for a full wave loop, you know, give mm -hmm. or take a, a foot or two. And uh, it's perfect. And just get it up any way you can. And uh, and Ed feeds it uh, with a quarter wave uh, stub of 75 ohms. And he uses that section as a matching transformer, you know, like a four to one ballon or, or, or ladder line. There's different ways of doing it and in ed's case he's keeps going back to that he's tried different uh setups but he says that uh, he keeps going back to uh the quarter wave matching section which is you know what if it works use it and uh, i like it it's simple it, he's using the kiss method and right. uh, that's awesome we'll be talking about towers and antennas today we've got plenty of time and this doesn't just say we, we're going to spend all this time you know we're, we're going to get to the towers and to the antennas for sure uh but the uh the first part of the show is saying hello to the folks who came by like mm -hmm. bill alpha bravo nine quebec united Morning, bill thank you Morning for stopping to by you. uh here we have andy again and we found out that he is in the uk okay. he's two mm -hmm. e zero r e e hello e. to andy We've got a really uh, good uh, overseas audience. I really, I didn't know. The first time we started streaming, it was someone had checked in from Iraq like a couple of times. I'm thinking military. I don't, you know, I don't know. We didn't discuss it, but it's it's really cool uh, to see such an international brother and sisterhood, if you will. So hello to Andy. And here's an Andrew. Good morning, morning Andrew. From, from Florida. Oh, he's probably dealing with the 85 degree weather too down there. Oh, hey, yeah. You suck. <laughs> you suck, man. That's terrible. I don't want you around here with your sunshine. Yeah, we're like, we're like 39, 40 degrees this morning. So, <laughs> Dave we're, in New Jersey said it's sunny. He should be out uh, on air portable whiskey for nice. Juliet Lima. His, uh, his 100 watt ID is 193. So, he's been with us quite a bit. There's Ed, who's welcome back. He says, Welcome back, OMs. Uh, Ed morning, Ed. Helping us uh, from his abode in Austria. Do I get it right? I, I just have it in my head. It's it's connected to him. Hello, Don, with his cigars. I I, I saw him yesterday um, during the uh, ham radio trivia night. I hope you won because you are my favorite, Don. The rest of those guys, watch out. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, November nine six Romeo Alpha Yankee. That's Ray. He says good morning from Northern California. Marty, mm -hmm. who uh, woke up and 
He got his alarm clock set for this. Unfortunately, we're going to let you down, and but you might enjoy the nap. We will not interrupt your nap later nope. today. You, you woke up too early for this. That's yep. right. He's in Amsterdam. In Netherlands, yes. He's from Amsterdam. Netherlands. Got it. <laughs> got it. I'll, re- I'll forget. I, I want to say that I'll, I'll remember. Uh, Ian, he is one of our um, net control operators. Morning, on Ian, Sunday buddy. Evenings, 7 o'clock Central Time. You can uh, listen to him uh, from Georgia. Good morning to you. There's Steve and Nat. Good morning from uh, Georgia. Another one. Kilo Charlie 8, Yankee Romeo Kilo. And so lots of friends here. And we uh, had Ed uh, from Germany. Lots of other folks are stopping by. So it's good to see you. And um, so we decided here's uh, Andrew. Uh, Andrew is in Montana. So we're getting a good cross section of the country. All right. Representing the Northwest. So morning, Andrew. That. There's Ohio Whiskey Echo morning, Bill. Eight Bravo, and being in the chat, many people are putting their call signs in the chat now because we're going to give away an antenna. We'll pull, we'll give away another antenna today and then next week. So you have to be in the chat uh, to win. So I encourage everybody: if you're in the Facebook community, great. If you follow us on Twitter, that's great. Uh, but if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, you'll know when we go live and. That's good. That's good information. So you'll see whenever we're doing whatever we're doing. And uh, Ed says, just think of the red light district in Amsterdam, Christian. <laughs> then you won't forget where Edwin is from. Good. Good. Yeah, I hear that's great. Yeah. I, I remember the lighting. stories. Yeah, look at mine. They, they fit right in there. <laughs> Transmitting from hell. K0STH. Uh, so good morning to everybody. And Steve, we decided to go with your topic because you sent me some pictures earlier in the week. And he's yeah. like, I got it stacked. And he was got cold. It stacked. It was. <laughs> yep. It was. That was. It was. Uh, we stacked it during the freezing fog, my son and I. And uh, so I was teaching him. Uh, he got a lesson on how to operate a cat head. And uh, tell us and more what, about a cat head. What is that about? It's basically a uh, electric winch. Uh, which has a capstan head on it, and then you uh, three wraps of the rope, and depending on if you tug on it, it bites under the capstan head, and then it you know pulls up your load. Or if you loosen it up, then the the capstan head will uh, continue to spin, and you can maintain the load in one spot. So, uh, okay. giving them a little life le- life lesson on uh, how to stack towers. So between the two of us, I mean, you know, we stacked a forty foot tower, and it wasn't wasn't too bad. So it was right. uh, it was fun to spend time with my son. Oh yeah, it must be. Uh, give anything to uh, hang out with dad again. I'm going to share my screen here, and we know that Thanksgiving and what was it, the Black Friday? I guess they call it Black Friday. Mm. Let's see if this works here. Oh, I got somebody. Let's see. I can move this over. Is this it? Okay. So I posted. You know, did you buy anything? today you know were you looking for anything specific for your black friday and uh, lots of comments we don't have to go through all of those um but uh, let's see what we have here we'll bring it up here and i'll read it look at this i've got a, a chat open there let's go up here let's see what uh kilo five yankee victor yankee since i bought his uh 100 watts and a wire swag he said he was all done, and I asked, what did you buy today? What are you looking for? And, you know, Black Friday deals, I don't know about you, Steve, but I was like, nah, I don't. It's not to say I don't need anything, but when I buy, I usually buy the smalls, you know, those mm-hmm. small things. 
and uh, $25, uh, 25% off in the 100 watts in a wire store yesterday. Uh, so he got himself uh, some swag. Nice. Uh, which is cool. Thank you for that. That supports the show. Robert says he bought another radio and he added another, another. Nice. 57. Don't tell the XYL. Sorry. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> Too late. No, she's watching. Uh, uh, Trent says he, uh, he took advantage of your sale. Got another T-shirt. Thank you for that. I'm not sure why I'm seeing all that. Got a one big slug for the bird 43. Nice. Good job. Yeah, uh, Matthew says nope. That's kind of like me. I did not <laughs> buy anything. He's going. Oh, I didn't uh, have time yesterday. I was too busy putting up Christmas lights, helping the wife decorate uh, inside the house with more lights, and mm -hmm. and then the gnomes. And the, the gnomes. gnomes. I can't wait to see some pictures <laughs> of the gnomes. Ken says he's going know. to get a two meter four forty antenna and some coax from HRO. That's it. Ed said Mine he didn't buy arrived. anything today. But uh, I'm waiting in the mail for the mailman to bring a second RTL SDR dongle for nice. his uh, RPI camera. It's out for delivery. Here's Tom bought himself a toilet. Does that count? <laughs> sure. Did you get it on sale? <laughs> I hope you got it on sale. Uh, uh, Chris says I bought a new laptop. That's exciting. That's very exciting and normally not cheap, depending on what you get. Uh, Philip got some pulleys for his 160 meter full wave loop antenna. She's a big girl, yes, sir. Yeah, Lordy, baby, that Lordy, is a big girl. Lordy, Lordy. Yes, Woo, that's yeah. a lot of wire up. Uh, let's see. Ron says yeah. he got some QR QRM eliminator, some X phase kit. Cool. Kobe says he went to Menards. Uh, to look at wire to build a fan dipole. Didn't buy any because I'm still researching it. Very good. Maybe we can talk about that on the show. Rex did some looking. No purchases. Understood. Tony, KPA 500 and KTA 500 power combo. Damn, that Elecraft flavored Kool-Aid. Mm -hmm. okay. Nice. Very nice. Franklin That's says he's combo. got either looking for or picked up a G90 from Zygu, which is good. Lots of great deals. Uh, out there and if you're part of social media a lot of people don't do it i understand that but the facebook group is a, a great sort of repository for questions and answers for people who may be looking for information here's paul said he uh, just bought a yesu ft891 and the uh, atlas 120a for the truck so he can take it camping if he likes small yes. footprint in the camper David said he was laid off. We're thinking about you, David. And uh, Sorry with about the COVID that. restrictions, oh, no new radios for him. We're uh, we're thinking about you there and everybody oh, who is uh, poor Rhea. Through ran out of money. <laughs> Rhea's out of money, and that's saying something right there because she's got it. I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Steve said he bought a 18 cans of Carling Lager and one liter bottle of Cockburn Special Reserve Port. Nice. Very okay. nice. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody might want to check on Steve. So uh, hey, Steve is going to be a one happy camper here real this soon. Was from, <laughs> this was from yesterday. We need to check in on him. Sarah Sari said she doesn't play blood sport. Okay. Understood. Yeah, I wouldn't go out. on. I've never, ever gone out on Black Friday to, uh, to look at stuff. Uh, and, and it goes on and on. Didn't spend a single cent, says Michael Smith. Uh, nice. Dale got a new pair of jeans. Very good. You got to stay clean a and look. I'm nice. back for the uh, for the XYL. Sweet. Ah, oh, here we go. Milwaukee tools. 
I like Milwaukee. Now they're good, right? They're good because I I look at them and I fall in love easily, and I'm like, oh, I think I need that in my life. So I I uh, I do like the Milwaukee tools. Let's get back over uh, to my screen. So thank you all for sharing what you're looking for. Hopefully you got your deals if you were out there shopping around. I know there was a bunch of them. Uh, HRO had a lot of stuff. The main trading company had a lot mm -hmm. of stuff. Um, what's the other one? Gigaparts, uh, DX Engineering. There's so many places where you can go. And I like that competition because competition makes good prices for us. And uh, Universal so. Radio is uh, who oh, is yeah. uh, they're they're retiring. They're uh, and so they're uh, they're basically gone to uh, they closed the uh, storefront and now they're just online to uh, sell down their inventory. So here's a good opportunity to uh, uh, get them uh, going out with a bang and. Uh, and you can get mm -hmm. some pretty good deals from uh, Universal Radio. So just yeah. check them Comes out online. Time. Comes a time. We're going to take a quick break here. And uh, when we come back, we'll dig into Steve's. He doesn't really have a predicament. He's just got options. And I think that's a, such a great thing. So uh, stay with us. We'll come back in. The ICOM 705 is your perfect QRP companion as you have base station features and functionality at the tip of your fingers but it's in a portable package covering HF 6 meters, 2 meters, and 70 centimeters. This compact rig weighs in at 1 kilo, or just over 2 pounds. With RF direct sampling for most of the HF band, and IF sampling for frequencies above 25 megahertz. It's got that large 4.3 inch color touchscreen with live band scope and waterfall. And the perfect accessory... For the IC705 is the optional backpack. It's the LC192. It has a special compartment for the IC705 and room for accessories for soda activations or just a day in the park. Visit icomamerica.com amateur for more information on all ICOM radios. And there you are. Yeah, got some uh, great feedback from Leanne's visit last week along the lines of Hey, it's great having another person there to break your balls, Christian. <laughs> like, oh, is that good? I guess it's good. Uh, no, I, we enjoyed it. We both enjoyed uh, having her, her around. It's nice to have a female perspective. Uh, on Especially show. a mom. Get it. And, and mom, having a mom there and those babies running around. <laughs> they like naked children and daredevil children. And I was getting nervous. And she was just oh as cool God. as any mom would be. It's oh, just, yeah. You know? So yeah, dad, dad, I'm not the dad, but the dad's worried that this child's going to go flipping into the sink. And she said, I think she's <laughs> washing dishes or grabbing a knife. Like, oh, good Lord. Yeah. Crawl it up on whatever the chair or step stool or whatever it was. That was, that was a riot. Yeah. We had so. a lot of fun with that. And, uh, let's see, we got uh, people joining us this morning. It's really nice to have uh, bill from Indiana. Uh, welcome to Bill, Alpha Bravo 9, Quebec United. I have a Good couple of videos. I've, I've asked some people uh, to send us uh, some videos, you know, like let us know what you're working on. And I got a couple uh, sent in so we could do that. But let's talk about now your your tower uh, projects. You stacked the second tower mm -hmm. and we know you've got the big baby up there. Why don't you tell us about your towers and your current situation, Steve? So the the big tower or the eighty footer is uh, that's been up for a number of years is uh, 
this uh, oh, a few weeks back or a month or so, it uh, changed out the old high gain antenna, and now we have the M squared uh, KT36 uh, XA. It started life as a KLM. I rebuilt it, and uh, and now it's uh, <clears throat> that was a fun project. And then finally got around to getting that up and uh, used a man lift to uh, to do that operation, which. Wow, that's the way to go, <laughs> especially dealing with a, a big beam. And then finally, I uh, this week, with the help of my son, uh, we stacked the the second tower, which is a 40-foot tower. And uh, like I was explaining earlier, just, you know, taught him how to use uh, the capstan or the cat head, as we call it. And uh, and then with the gin pole, we, you know, pulled up the sections and uh and then stack the tower. So that was, uh, it was great to spend time with my son and, uh, and give him a little bit of, you know, life lessons, uh, as far as, you know, how to do some working with ropes and the cat head and, and things like that. So now the dilemma is, uh, is what to put on the tower. Now, this is not a guide tower. This is a bracketed tower. So now we got to deal with, um, uh, how much do we put up there and staying within safe limits of the wind loading? So that's been the, uh, the bigger, uh, the issue. And we've been going back and forth and it's like, wow, well, you know, do I want a 17 meter antenna or, or do I want to put a, uh, a hex beam up or do I just want to put a, a six meter antenna? I, eventually there's going to be VHF, UHF antennas on it. And one's already arrived, uh, yesterday. So, uh, you have a, uh, a dual band antenna which will top it all and so now that's the question and this is the uh, the dilemma and uh, where to go surprisingly enough i always thought the the hex beam was uh very lightly loaded as far as wind loading and i was surprised to see it's about five and a half square feet of uh of wind loading and i was like "Ooh, that's gonna probably take it to the i want to keep everything six feet and below it's I think uh, for where I have it bracketed, it's I have the margin of six and a half square feet of wind loading uh, and I don't want to exceed that. Now, Roan Tower, I'm using Roan 25 and Roan is very conservative when it comes to uh, wind loading. And uh, so I want to stay below their maximum limit. And so I've 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 hard capped it at uh, six and a half square feet. So it's uh it's one of the things that uh, a lot of hams over the years, they overload their towers and you need to be mindful of that. And I've seen too many failed towers because of overloading and uh, not factoring that in. And so th that comes down under the pre-planning when you're, you know, going to do a tower, uh, you got to really, really plan it out. And it's not one of those things. Oh yeah, I'm just going to do it. And bam, bam. No, it's a multi-month process, at least for me, uh, planning it out. What am I going to do then, you know, doing, doing the base and, uh, everything starts at the foundation and getting that base done properly and correctly. And then letting the concrete cure. Uh, so yep. Had my 30 day cure uh, before I even started to stack. So there's so a lot you, of factors going into that. You opened up a little bit of information, a new door, if you will. So you get your tower up there, it's 40 feet, and mm -hmm. you start thinking, I can put as many antennas up there as would hold, you would think. And you're thinking maybe interference. And once you get over that, you still, the wind factor, 
mm-hmm. of making this thing so top heavy could become the issue. I've never thought about this. I don't have a tower. I'm in, I'm in the trees, as everybody knows. So wind, not necessarily just for the antenna itself, but for the top of the tower could be an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's the tower's designed to take so much wind loading at a given height and, uh, and the design of the tower. And so you need to kind of stay into that, uh, into that space and that safe zone. Cause if you, if you exceed it, uh, your tower is not going to survive. And the last thing you want is a tower to come down and, uh, damage your, your house or your, your outbuilding or wherever you have it. And then most importantly, you don't want anyone to get hurt. And, uh, so it's, there's a lot of factors go into this and, uh, you know, people talk about, oh, yeah, I got this tower. It was given to me. It's like, okay, well, you need to find out who who manufactured it. And a lot of times you, you don't know. A Rhone 25 looks all similar to a Rhone 20. And a Rhone 20 is a super lightweight version. It was mainly designed for uh, when they came out for, you know, people put up TV antennas uh, back in the day. And it uh, wasn't designed to put up... Uh, you know, a large antenna. So you need to kind of, you know, find out what manufacturer of, of antenna you, your tower you have, and then what are you going to do with it? You know, what's, what's the plan? What do you want to put up? And uh, there's, there's a lot goes into that. You know, that's outside of all the local regulations and this and that, as far as, you know, permitting that you need or PE stamps that you need to have done. And uh, this is just the basics. And, uh, I'm no engineer, so uh, well, you put a lot of thought into it, and and you know, and here I am. I'm like, hey, 17 meters sounds great, and I'm making mm-hmm. these suggestions to you, like, hey, man, buddy, 17 would be cool because there was a few years ago you and I were, I uh-huh. don't know, we'd say uh, infatuated, or I was, and uh, you know, uh, for 17 meters, and I was like, you could probably put one of those, like wire, and then I was like, wait. How about six, you know, and then we we're talking about the hex beam and then you can get six inset. And so what are your real options at this point in your mind? Like what's your gut telling you that you, you think you might do on this one? I, I think I'm just going to stick with, uh, you know, uh, 30 megahertz and above. So uh, looking at a, uh, at a four element, I'm going to start off with a six meter beam and uh, and then with the, the various verticals for VHF, UHF, and then maybe some uh, directional antennas uh, on UHF to point to a certain repeater or something like that. Um, but for the most part, I'm going to keep it relatively lightweight for the uh, the time being. And um, so it's, and then you go from there. It, but I don't want to overload. I, yeah, I'd love to have a 17 meter antenna up there. And it's like, oh, that'd be great. You know, I've wire antenna, I can do that. And, uh, but, you know, for the time being, I think this will be the kind of the safer course and let's leave it at that. And that's what I originally designed for it. And then, you know, you get it up and then your mind starts going, oh, I can do this. You can do that. And then I was like, well, step back, take a look at it. Let's, let's kind of analyze it and, and go from there. Yeah. You brought up a lot of good points there with people who get, I have seen a lot more people inherit 
from their clubs, from silent keys. Uh, you can get the tower if you just come take it down. Mm -hmm. And so you do in some ways have an idea of who that person was and the care that was given to it. So that's a plus. But I, I don't know too many people who have actually bought new towers. Maybe I just haven't met them because I, I don't have one. I know you and that you do, but you know, I don't. And I think at one point you were like, I've got some stuff, you, you know, cause you were like, we could, we could hook you up with a small tower. And I was like, okay, let's look at it down the road. We'll look at that maybe. So I knew where it would be coming from, but not, you know, we get these things and you, I took a trip one day. I went to Iowa and, and you talk about television towers. I was flipping out, man. At the time, I didn't understand. They were in every house. I'm like, uh -huh. wow, this has to be the most hams I've ever seen per capita ever anywhere or in Iowa. And it turns out that it's like television. You know, they were all like mm -hmm. television, but they were house to house to house, man. You could, you could, there were sticks all over the place. Uh, so I guess I'm all over the place too. So, I, but I've never really seen too many people just go buy the sections. Um, we either inherit them from silent keys or somebody, Joe knows somebody over here. I can go pick them up. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I think it's really important that you understand where it's coming from and, and how to do this right. Because unfortunately you and I've talked about this on the show before too, too many people are going up on these towers and, and, and lose their lives on towers. Uh, and some of that could be because of bad practices or, or faulty, weird. They didn't inspect their tower before they went up. And a lot of times what ends up happening is um, there's a weep hole at, uh, depending on the base that you're using. So if you're using a pier base, um, like my main tower, it's, it's on a, a pier pin. And uh, so, down on the brat on the base there's weep holes and you want to make sure that's clear and especially in in this environment here where we get freezing um, temperatures because if water builds up into your tower sections it will uh, do a couple of things it will corrode from the inside and the other thing is when that water freezes it's going to split your tower uh, i have a top section that uh it uh, was, I left laying out uh, one season. I didn't put it under cover and the water got in it and uh, it split the tower. There's a seam, there's a seam. So I've flagged that. I'm never going to use that section of tower. I just got to cut it up and send it off for scrap because it had a split. And, uh, oh yeah, Steve, you can go out there and, you know, grind down the Galvi and then re-weld it and all this like, nah. No, it's not worth it. It's you've already the integrity of the tower has been compromised. You you just don't go for it. It's a couple hundred bucks for an, a new section. It, it, that particular one is a top section. So it's like two fifty for a, a new section. Throw it away, scrap it out, get a replacement, and go from there. It, it's yeah, just, how much is your life worth, right? So, so what ends up happening is people don't inspect the tower. They don't inspect the base. They don't inspect their guy system. It, it, and, and then they go up and, and then go from there. Another prime example, a buddy of mine here locally had his dream beam, the, the big guy. That was the Step IR DB36, I think it is. That's the monster beam. He had an aluminum crank-up tower. Now, 
he consulted with the manufacturer of the uh, of the tower, and and they said, oh yeah, it can handle the you know that tower can handle the wind load. I personally thought it was a little overloaded. I, you know, I wouldn't have done that, but darn thing, we had a freak uh, windstorm come through. It was probably a downdraft or you know one of these microbursts. Bent it over like a a pretzel. Mm. And, uh, it just, it's like, Oh man. And it was, and he even had a guide. It was a, he had some guying on, on the top section, but it, the, uh, the eye at the top of the tower, it failed. And, uh, once the one, the guy let loose, then it just couldn't take the weight anymore. And over it went. And fortunately no one got hurt. The house didn't get damaged or anything. And that's the main thing. Unfortunately, he lost a great antenna and, and a tower. He's in the process of rebuilding it and, uh, going from there. And, uh, so yeah, it's. Well, a and, of- and couple, couple things we want to want to take your questions too. If you're thinking about a tower or you have a tower, any questions for Steve, because he, uh, does this for a living for number one, and he just put his second tower up there. Uh, so if you have questions about different things, uh, related to towers or antennas, Steve is probably the guy that can answer those. We may have to uh, move into the next, uh, show. Actually, this one's really buzzing by, uh, but put them in the chat. Also remember anytime you put your call sign in the chat, uh, here today, you'll qualify for next week's antenna giveaway, and we'll have to figure out what that's going to be as we go. Uh, there was a question here. Let's see if we can uh, answer this for David. How close can I put two meters, six meters, and 70 centimeter antennas? Any uh, thoughts on that or distances that you think are safe, Steve? Um, so there's a rule of thumb on about a half wavelength. So you got your six meter antenna. So your two meter antenna should be about three feet apart, uh, from the six meter antenna. And then the 70 centimeter could be, you know, a foot and a half or so think about a half wavelength. And that's just to kind of keep from interacting from each other. That's the ideal in reality. It becomes whatever real estate you have, but, uh, think about a half a wavelength from the next band up. So you're going to have your, most people will put their, like their six meter antenna down low will be the first one as you're going up the, the, the ladder. And then your two meter one will be the next one stacked. So you want that, uh, that, you know, three foot difference there. That way the six meter antenna is not going to be inter interacting with the two meter antenna. It's not so much that the six meter antenna is going to be seeing the two and the the 440 antenna because they're going to be basically transparent to it it's going to be the two meter antenna interacting with the six meter antenna and this works on hf too as you try it ideally you try to get there but reality comes into play and it's uh you want to you get what you know spacing you can get based on how much mass you have up uh above the uh the top of the tower if you're using a tower or whatever masting you're using so but I, I'd say think of a half wavelength of of the antenna that you're putting up to the antenna that's below it. Got it. All right, cool. We're going to wrap up side one here. Stick with us. If you're in the chat, this would be a good time for you to put your call signs in there to be qualified for the antenna giveaway. We'll pick a winner on side two, which is coming up. So hang tight. Give us about 30 seconds, and uh, we'll wrap things up, and we'll be right back with you. 7-3. 
To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.